Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Speaking about Bitvest Vits at a quarter past four on the show where we combine your love for sport with your love for music. The man joining us in studio says he was listening to one of our other sports shows here, the home straight on Monday night when Bitvest Vits MDC coach Dylan Shepard was in studio. Shoeb Walters here and he was listening to Dylan's interview um, talking about everything. So you and Dylan, you, you go way back, uh, Shoeb? Yeah, we do. Uh, first of all, good afternoon to all the listeners out there. Um, yes, we do. And um, I sent him a message. So if he's listening now, please respond or call me back because I did actually try and call him. <laughs> um, yeah, we, 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 we go we go back. We, we play together as well. Um, in Bafana setup, I think maybe 2009, 2008. And then we reunited again at Maritzburg United. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was 2013, 2014 season. And we travelled together actually because we both lived in, in the Durban area at the time. So oh, I uh, see. We travelled together um, to, to, to Maritzburg. So yeah, um, yeah, his interview was, was, was interesting and it was actually quite good. Um, we, I see we, we, we see the same sentiments when it comes to development, um, when it comes to certain structures that we want and ki- kind of changes also. Because also we, I, I heard you guys were talking about, um, you know, looking after your money and things like that and uh, the big paychecks and those type of things. Um, I had actually my opinion that I wanted to tweet. Let us know. Uh, well, you can tell us now because, I mean, it's always a topic for discussion. And as I said on Monday then, hmm. it's always, for me, quite sad when we as a society laugh at footballers, young men. I mean, imagine being 24, 25. You haven't had much before in your life and now all of a sudden you've got a huge paycheck. What would you do? And then we laugh at these guys and say, ah, oh, he, he blew it or whatever. I mean, what, what, what were your thoughts on, on that discussion? No, my, my, my partner and I, which is um, Kim here, right next to me, also in studio, um, we were actually just chatting about it uh, um, then while we were listening. And uh, yes, as much as we, we want to blame, um, and, and I see a lot of people want to have the structures for the juniors where we're going to learn, teach them about money, and we teach them about fi- finances. At the end of the day, it's their money. So you can teach him about it, but if you're growing up for 10 years and you see, for example, Kama Billet in his Range Rover, you're going to say, now uh, I want a Range Rover. But we, where we came to the conclusion, where I came to the conclusion, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of maybe 60% of the person itself, and then obviously they're not being educated. But also, most importantly, I think it's the advisors. First of all, parents. Second of all, agents. Um, for me in the football fraternities, agents are, are just there for when it's contract negotiations um, and then they get their money. Why is our agents not saying that from a 10,000 rand wage, you can only afford a car of 1,500 rand per month, which is maybe a polo, not a five, 6,000 rand, and then you're sitting with 3,000. Or why not make it compulsory for them to put in three, 4,000 rand of that 10,000 into uh, investment or into, why not they assisting the kids of buying properties? Because if you're earning a 25,000 rand, you can go to the bank for a bond contract, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is an investment. So, Shoeb Walters, who was advising you? Um, well, I had a, a, a good friend of mine, Rustam Simons, um, but also through, you, you, at the end of the day, you need to be negligent a little bit because uh, when I look at my first Car 5 GTI out of the box, I was 24 years old, but I spoke to, I spoke to Rustam Simons of SimSport and, and I said, you know what, um, I want to buy this Car 5 GTI, it's 2007, uh, a brand new out of the box, I'm 25, 26 years old. What do you think? He says, okay, you have the, you bought the property, okay, what do you left over? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, fine. 
you can afford it. You can afford it. So you can afford your five thousand rand a month, and you will still be able to pay everything else, and it's comfortable. But at that same time, I remember I was at Bloemfontein Celtic, and I had I had a player there which I don't obviously want to mention, but I mean he had a golf six. Uh, or golf five, also the brand new one. And then when you go and visit him at home, and then he's living in the in the township. So I'm trying to think. So how's our mentality? You know, you want to drive the fancy car, but you want to live in the township. Hmm. I understand you feel comfortable there, but I mean, you you yeah, your car cannot be more than your house. Hmm, hmm. Something is depreciating. Well, yeah, well, some, there are some good examples of players who've continued to live in the township for all their lives, but have improved. Let's say he's been living at his mother's house and he's improved the house tremendously. And then after that, he said, "Okay, now I'm stable." I've I've got my own house. I choose to live in the township because I want to. But I've got two properties, and uh, and now I'm 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 ready to buy that uh, that GTI or that BMW or whatever I want. That 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 for me is is good examples. But I don't want to see that you. And also, I mean, through my 15 years, um, you come to training with a car, but then uh, you you get your players that here and there still wants to borrow money, and then you look at the car they're driving and you ask himself, so. I, as much as yes, you wanted it, they don't really think about after that. Mm. And and I, and I, and and I will stress it again. Yes, it, it is our naivety of, of our players, and we, we we maybe not maybe uneducated as well in that department. But I do believe that your advisors play a massive role. The people that are influencing your decisions are also playing the role. Yeah, and I think they must take responsibility themselves. Whether it be your parents, whether it be your agents, or whether it be just financial advisors. Yeah. Yes, we know of today, yes, now everybody wants to come in and I'm a financial advisor and then all they're selling is these investments which don't really make money. So they're also just making money for themselves. But what I'm saying is, if you are calling yourself an agent or representative of the player, look after the player's interests and not only, most importantly, after yours. Because remember, you are working for the player. So I'm not here to, to gun at agents. I'm here only to say that I, 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 I see now that, um, for example, even that uh, evening that you guys were talking and then uh, NetBank have this financial Yeah, summit. they had it uh, yesterday and uh, they had the likes of Ronan Williams, uh, Dane Clayt and yes. others talking about the importance of looking after your money in a short career like football. It's understandable for us to, to tell you to look after it, but at the end of the day, when you know for a fact when that 25,000 rand paycheck comes and you get that SMS, you're not going to think about, oh, what about this chat that we just, or I just heard about now, or that boring seminar that I was sitting in and, <laughs> oh, oh, I fell asleep there because I don't even understand half of what this people is talking about. That is it. Okay, so you're saying the agents need to play a bigger role. Honest conversation here from Shabe Walters, who joins us in studio. He's accompanied by his wife, Kim. We'll go a little bit down memory lane, sharing with us 2010 and some of those memories, but... He's here as he speaks about after the game. What is he doing now after the game? And he's someone with a passion for kids. Uh, a goalkeeping academy is top of mind. And uh, him and his wife, Kim, will tell us a little bit more about that. Quarter to five on KFM 95.9. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned because coming up after five, the mix. And we also have uh, some tickets to give away if you're a sports lover. So you can stay tuned and stay close to your phone. Speaking about sport on the sp show where we combine your love for sport with your love for music. We've been talking to Shaib Walters and his uh, wife, Kim. Uh, they told us about where they met, how long they've been together and also talked very honestly about money and football 
It has been a subject for discussion uh, this week around the country as a net bank hosted that uh, football and finance summit yesterday. What happens after football? And that's the question now we, we pose to the two of them. What's life been like uh, since retiring, Shweb? Uh, yeah, um, I retired last year at, at Ajax Cape Town. Just um, lost the passion for playing. Um, and I always said that that was going to be the, the time that I'm going to hang it up was when, when I lose the passion for playing. Um, and then, uh, you, uh, as you can see, over the last, what, three, four years, we've been struggling with um, identifying good goalkeepers and uh, and and um, even seeing where we could pump in some resources when it comes to um, promoting good youngsters. Because if you look at our national team, we're sitting with Kuni 32, Keith just over 30, Ronald mm-hmm. Williams at 27. We've, we've got literally um, nobody else that uh, is, is pushing through. We had youngsters that was coming through, but w- what has happened to them? Mm-hmm. Um, Jody February, Brandon Peterson. You look at the under 20 now, like you said uh, when we spoke earlier uh, this week. Uh, Bavuma, we've got Pule second to... You know, they need to start playing and obviously start... Uh, You're talking about at their clubs now, yeah. At their clubs or, or even going for game time. But I mean, who's after that? Who do we have next? Um, like we spoke, Italian goalkeeper Donnarumma at AC Milan is 20 years old. I spoke about him when he was 18 years old. Who's our next 18-year-old that's coming through? And um, uh, my partner and I, we decided um, to... obviously. I started my goalkeeping academy in 2016, but um, we've looked to move to Johannesburg because it's a bigger demographic over here mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to goalkeeping and um, pushing the goalkeeping aspect. Um, how are we going to identify, how how can we obviously train them and promote them and, and look at uh, getting more goalkeepers into the PSL, strengthening our national team. Um, I think it's, it's best obviously for us to have moved to Johannesburg. Okay, so tell us about the academy. Um, uh, what is it called? Where, where do you work and how are you finding these talented young goalkeepers? Okay, so to, uh, to elaborate on what Sheb is saying, mm-hmm. um, he's always felt that a goalkeeper the, the the training that they get the the level of training that they should get should start at a younger age um, as a professional player he only received that training when he started playing professionally mm-hmm. so the plan is to to get these young boys in at a young age and to obviously provide them with training on an international level and you're also talking about the mental side of things not just the physical training yes uh, basically all-rounded so it's a holistic training in that sense because uh, with a goalkeeper you need to have good communication skills you have to be very confident and outspoken and a lot of these boys even though they they're talented they, they don't they, the personality kind of doesn't match up with with uh, these skills so to kind of just ensure that you combine the two the reason why we also decided on Johannesburg is there's a bigger demographic than to Cape Town so our plan is going forward he's looking at um, going into the townships on a Sunday and just um, offering a goalkeeper clinic Mm -hmm. so if you're interested in goalkeeping and you feel you have the skills and it's something that you want to pursue you know we'll we'll go around and let people know so that on a Sunday whether it be Tempisa or you can come on a Sunday, everything is free. We'll arrange your lunch, snacks, everything. So this is this is part of our plan because not all goalkeepers are going to afford 
the academy or be able to afford the the academy's prices so i see what we want to do is go in, identify goalkeepers that have the talent and then look for funding for these goalkeepers to actually uh, attend his his academy. And to and there's a lot involved. It's not just you come and you attend. There's traveling. There's, we have a, a boy that comes from Vereeniging. All the way to come to the Shoeb Walters Goalkeeper Academy. And you can follow them on Twitter. It's called at Academy S. Walters. And there you can find out more information. And if you want to get in touch with them, he's uh, got a nice photo up there um, uh, with uh, all sorts of youngsters, nice ones. They're all wearing their little kits uh, standing in the goals. You can see that he's training the goalkeepers of the future. And I guess as you speak, Kim, about the importance of training them holistically, it's somewhere where you can share, Shoeb, your personal experiences because as a goalkeeper, it's not like being an outfield player. When you're an outfield player and you make a mistake, maybe it goes unpunished. You're a goalkeeper, you make a mistake, the whole country is watching and said, ah, this guy. Uh, talk to us about that moment when you needed to summon up all your internal reserves to get over a blunder that you thought, ah, oh, man. And, and how does one do that? that? Yeah, you see, that is the um, one of obviously the things that we will be looking at and, and coming just from playing now is where I can help, you know. And they always say, you know what, as a goalkeeper, you need to be a little bit crazy. That's so true. I mean, you look, you speak to any footballer in the whole world and they'll always tell you that the goalkeepers are probably the craziest. <laughs> but in that little bit of craziness, it's also to do with how to react after making a mistake. And you know, you, you, if you're going to think too long about it, you're going to, you're probably going to concede again or make another error. Mm, worst so, mistake you ever made and how you bounce back. Exactly. Oh, you're asking. I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember it was Bloemfontein Celtic. We were fighting relegation and, we were playing against a team from Cape Town. I remember it was Bradley August. And I got a high ball. And I got a high ball and I went all the way to the edge of the box. And I wanted to uh, uh, obviously get our striker going on. And I tried to kick first time and I kicked against him. Hit his back and it went all the way back into the net. Um, and yeah, I, and we were still fighting relegation at that time. And uh, yes, that was probably one of the worst mistakes. And also being somebody that has always thought about people uh, what people think of me um was always what what also affected me with mistakes and stuff like that i used to think hard and long about it but it's one of the things that i work with my with my youngsters now i have a boy 12 years old when he can't do something and he sees other boys do it he wants to cry so we're already starting to drill them now um mm. about these things mentality your concentration your focus um just improving on you as a person and uh that is why i'm saying and and why kim said is I want to give the kids opportunity, uh, a training that you would get at a professional club anywhere in the world. And now we, we see natural talent, we take them and when they're 23, 24, they go to clubs and the clubs say, no, but they still have amateur mistakes in them. You understand? And, and that is where, where I feel that we, we to blame also ourselves and not only myself and also our, our football fraternity in South yes. Africa. We are to be blamed because we, we're not investing. You, you go onto Twitter, you go onto Instagram and you see SA, SA footballers abroad. There's not one goalkeeper. That should be already an, uh, an alert, you know, an alarm. Uh, you know. Mm. And you look at the PSL, um, something that Brian Baloy is always speaking about. He said so many foreign goalkeepers uh, in the PSL as uh, first choice goalkeepers. Where are the young South African keepers? Exactly. And, and do, do we want to sit in five years time and, and our goalkeeper that we're going to select for our national team coming from the NFD? 
We have three we have three European goalkeepers in uh, in the PSL already now. I mean we've got two uh, Cape Town City, we've got uh, Pirates have got one. Pirates have got the French goalkeeper, Stellenbosch has got the Dutch goalkeeper. I Cape Town in the NFD's got a Dutch goalkeeper. I'm not saying that um it's it's a, it's a bad thing, but I'm saying we have the resources and the talent to 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 be equivalent to that. Mm-hmm. So, so where do people get in touch with you? People will be motivated. Well, will be listening to this message and thinking, yes, 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 we need them because we'll remember the time when uh, Itumelen Kune was injured, Ronan was in poor form, and um, they ha- he had to keep with the, the Spider-Man mask because they're like, we have to play with Kune. If we don't have Kune, we will lose. So people will be listening to this and saying, I want to support Shoaib in this uh, in this drive of his with his academy, with his goalkeeping academy. Where do people get in touch with you uh, and Kim? Okay, so uh, our Facebook, well, basically our Twitter handle, um, Instagram and Facebook, it's all the same, Academy Shoaib Walters. And um, people can obviously go and have a look at what Shoaib does. Um, you know, he has obviously training, his one-on-one, which is also something that is very important. He pref- his, his aim is to work with four, three to four boys at a time so that he can give them you, you know more um he can concentrate on the yeah answers. more personalized so, attention so, yes so the point of the academy is not to have 10 15 boys and one coach the point is two three to four boys and um that to give them that type of attention and that is what's going to make the academy stand out from the from the rest beautiful guys thank you so much for talking to us and joining us in studio when next we meet it will hopefully be at a football field during one of your training sessions i'd love to come out and tend and uh, let's see how we can start this journey to when we say in 10 or 15 years time ah there's the Bafana Bafana goalkeeper he'll say I started at uh, Shoaib's Academy way back when thank you so much for your time thank you thank you thank you for having us Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind visit kayafm.co.za for more